You know, Jackie, kalokohan lang naman yung mga trustful na yun eh. Like, I don't believe that it does anything to help me feel better about my office mates. Well, yeah, that's warranted, I guess, based on your own experience. But there can be some activities like a trust fall where they would be meaningful and helpful to some teams. We've seen some of that. Kailangan mo ba ng mas makabuluhang chismisan sa pantry? Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. The pandemic has widened the gap between the rich and the poor, and we see this happening everywhere in the world. But compared to other countries, Moody's Analytics says inequality in the Philippines has increased substantially. And their forecast is that the Philippines will be the last country to recover from COVID in the Asia-Pacific region. I'm Kat Ventura, and in this episode of Teka Teka, we talk about income inequality, what sectors have been falling behind, and what kind of investments should the government be making. My name is Jose Ramon Albert. Uh, many people call me Toots. I am a senior research fellow of the Philippine Institute for Development Studies, or PIDS, which is a government think tank. Before the pandemic began and the lockdown restrictions were put in place, the country's poverty rate is at 16.6% in 2018. And this was close to government's goal of a 14% poverty rate by 2022. The Family Income Expenditure Survey is conducted every three years. The next one is for 2021, and the survey has yet to begin. But even without the hard figures, experts already have a sense of the sectors deeply affected by the pandemic. Here's Jose Ramon Albert. The issue is, how did uh, did COVID really affect everyone? Well, it affected everyone, but differently. No? <laughs> Clearly differently, but the, the ones who have the brunt of it all were people in the services sector. And we actually are of services economy no compared with other countries we have uh, not just in terms of value added but even in terms of employment services has the biggest bulk so that's why it's it's really affecting us uh, considerably and then think of the people working in restaurants hotels massage parlors ang mga naglalako ng taho o nagbebenta ng pruta sa kalye kahit ang mga may negosyo sa facebook they are all part of the service sector and the informal sectors. But the poverty situation is also different in urban areas like Metro Cebu and Metro Manila, and in rural areas like Barm and Lanao del Sur. There are many, many issues here because the poor, if you think about it, Metro Manila and the, the urban centers, which have been the hardest hit by the COVID infections. For the rural areas where maybe they may not have gotten affected too much, maybe slightly by income drops, but because now there is much more attention to address COVID in Metro Manila, so indeed, some of the health services that could have been used, expenditures for programs that could have you been, you know, build new hospitals somewhere in the, the so-called Jida areas, the geographically very far off areas. No? In a nutshell, this is a picture of the income divide worsened by the pandemic. And it is a concern not just here, 
but everywhere else in the world. That has been the problem now, no? because there is a lot of concern that inequality, not just in the Philippines, but in, in all countries, all of these divides have grown. Prior to COVID, we were doing well in reducing poverty and inequality. And we sense that those who are ahead, whether in terms of internet connections, whether in terms of actual political connections to get something, you know, these are now being further used. No? Addressing income inequality is not as simple as allocating a budget to a certain sector. We also have to think about the investments that we are making and how we are spending the money that we allocate. I'm not a, a budget analyst, but my former colleagues at PIDS, Janet Cuenca, she examined the, the budget. No? And then uh, for last year, as far as I understood her paper, she suggested that while it seems that you would have thought that the biggest chunks of expenditures of government would have gone directly to the social sector, uh, the biggest beneficiary of the budgets seem to have been uh, the Department of Defense, among others. So many people would wonder, why them? You know, All of our investments, whether actual investments in terms of expenditures, government does that, private sector as well, are we spending on the right things? I think the whole point is that if, as a nation, we are really serious, our main objective should be on wealth creation. When you say wealth creation, you, that means you are enabling all persons to slowly build all of your assets. You know, because for you to have wealth, you need assets. You know, and those assets in turn should also help you build your resilience in case you have all of these crises happening here and there. We're getting there, maybe in some areas, but the only thing is not spread enough. Uh, it's only a few people who are probably getting the most out of it. And the others are still really getting left behind. Again, I'm Kat Ventura, the executive producer of Teka Teka. This episode was edited by Carl Sayat. For more explainers like this, follow Teka Teka and Mo Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Maraming salamat po. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.